Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's hope the audio doesn't stuff up this time around, Skeeter, because I'm not bloody coming back to do this. Will Schofield, Mark Redding's with you for the Shelter Sportcast, live from Backchat Studios. How are you, Skeeter? G'day, Scoey. Good to be with you. In fact, I haven't seen you since you won an award at the Footy Media Awards. Yes. Uh, I know we take the piss out of each other, but congratulations, my friend. Thank you, Skeeter. You've grown this beautifully. You've done a great job, and uh, may it continue. Nice to see that you got recognised. Thank you very much, mate. Hopefully, when I'm your age, I'm getting recognised for Backchat. <laughs> no, no. I'm sure I'll be getting recognised for Backchat. Or not. It's already like that. So footy, right? I feel like I did some good things on the footy yeah, field. I had people too. watching me. Not if I ever go out for a drink or anywhere, it's never well done in your career with West Coast. It's like hey, good to see you with Skeeter on the Shelter Sport Cast. Yeah, they were uh, shutting down Jordan Degali when it counted in the eighteen grand final. It's about the crap we talk on a uh, twice weekly basis. Absolutely, that's the Southern River Band. Went and watched them live in a garage gig. Actually, we might have to do that here. I think with this Shelter, well, the Shelter Sport Cast into Southern River Band, maybe a. Mark Redding's guest special or something like that. Maybe not a DJ Genga getting naked, but we'll see what we can work. Uh, we do this every Monday and Thursday or somewhere around there, Monday, Fridays as well. West Australian theme. You can follow us on socials. Shelter Footycast. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Shelter born and brewed in Bustleton. Let's get into it, Skeeter. Um, the AFL fixtures released. Uh, again, at weird times. I don't know what they've now. They've put the first uh, little teaser 15 out. Fifteen weeks they've got. Fifteen rounds. But they've, they've, they've put the little teaser out during one of the um, Socceroos World yeah, Cup games Argentina. at six thirty in the morning, right? And now they're releasing all of them at six thirty in the morning, as if that's all they've done that forever. They've never done that in their lives. No. Anyway, they're out. They're out. Um, no real surprise, I guess. From well, there's a couple of dud time slots for the Dockers. I think they're playing at three ten on a Friday against uh, whoever at Norwood Oval. Yeah, that's the Gold Coast, Gold Coast Suns. That's I think the gather round. Uh, so, yeah, but I think Freo will be relatively happy. I mean, you look at their, their start to the season, uh, they've got the Saints away, they've got North Melbourne, and then the Derby. Yes. Uh, look, I look at it and think, for them, they could conceivably get off to a four-and-zip start. That's nah, th- that, nah, nah, nah. 
they will start six and zero. Well, no, they're, they're, they're four, they've got two other games after off the back of that. If they get through that, that I definitely think they can win. I'm trying to think of the last, next two games. So, so Freo's first was St Kilda, North Melbourne, West Coast, Adelaide, and I think Western Bulldogs might be one of them. Uh, that's on Anzac uh, weekend, which is the Friday night. That's a bit of a blockbuster for them. And it could be Gold Coast. Um, Dan's going to have a look. First for six us. rounds, you're right, are very, very. My, my big claim for the year is they will be top of the ladder after six rounds, sitting six and zero. That, and if you do that as a footy side. One, very difficult to not make finals from yep. six and zero. Um, but two, they, they should finish top four, top two. If you start a season like that, not only do you have the you know the six and zero start, but the confidence within the group is like, well, we can beat anyone. It doesn't actually matter who you beat because you move you move on so quickly in footy that it, you could be playing last or first. And at that stage of the year, you don't know who's good and who's not. So to get six win, wins on the board, it'll be great. Yeah, so you're right. right. So, so after that uh, first three weeks... Um, they go and they take on Adelaide. You're right. At the Adelaide Oval, they've got the Suns on April 14, the Dogs for the Anzac weekend, and then it gets pretty tough uh, next week after that. It, it looks like their first couple of tests come there against Brisbane, right? And, and having said that, they could well be two and three. That, that, correct. <laughs> given the way footy works. But, you know, see, that is the thing. So we look at the you know the ease of the fixture, and we're going to go that through we that We look at the ease bit. of the fixture, Scoey. On, based on 2022, though. Correct. Like, and it happens every year. It's like, well, this team did well last year, but then it all, the, the, the same eight never make the finals. There's always two that jump Apart up, from two Geelong. that jump down. Yeah, correct. That's, that's a very good point, Skeeter. <laughs> Tell you what, you've come back very up and about from Melbourne, haven't you? Yeah, well, did you have a good trip, Billy Joel. Had a great good? trip. The weather was fine. It was like, it was nice. To be honest with you, I was sitting sort of about where Leo Barry took that mark on the uh, on the good. surface at, and at the MCG. 75,000 people there. Look, he's 74 years of age. He's not the prime of his career, but I'll tell you what, he sang for two and a half hours. Every punter knew the songs, and it was uh, they had a couple of um, guest artists turn up. Look, it was a really good night. Uh, I know it's not the cup of tea for everyone. Is it sit down, or is it stand up and dance? No, it's, oh, you, yeah, stand up and have, have a bit of a dance, yeah, absolutely. But it was, you know, it, it was... People are on their feet, having fun. Everyone's in a good mood. Um, and it's the first time I think I've been at the G where everyone's barracking for the same team. And that was the Billy Joel <laughs> team. Good, good fun. Really good weekend. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, it's, a, it's a weekend that you go, well, yeah, do that more often. Um, if anyone does find any footage of Mark Redding's dancing, please send it in and you'll be, you'll be the major focus I'll, here on Shelter Footage. I'll tell you what, we were a silly chance to go and meet Billy Joel, but in all seriousness, uh, the, my mate, he, he said, look... You were the, alluding to this. Yeah, well, two of his band members uh, got COVID um, in Auckland. They did a show in Auckland before coming to... to, to well, they went to Sydney because that's where Billy likes to stay and they flew, flew down to Melbourne. Uh, but two of the guys got COVID, so that we're a bit disappointed we didn't get to do that, but we had great seats. The other one, as I was walking back... I had a, not a couple of shelters in my hand, I had a couple of uh, dark coloured drinks as I was getting back to the seats. <laughs> this is before the concert. Just, you know, you like to be in prime form. And there's a bit of a slow, it's really slow. And there's a bit of crowd gathering. And there's an old bloke just staggering towards um, his seat. And the cameras were out. It was the great Molly Meldrum. And Molly was there. Really? And look, I've got to say, we love him as what he's done in his career and what he means to music. But he had the, the hat on, obviously. It's like tracksuit pants. But he, since he's had the fall, he... He really looks like he's right. on his last legs. But it, it, you know what? The punters absolutely loved him. Duck was there, Wayne Carey. It was, it was good fun. The king. Like, the king was there just doing his best. But yeah, had a good time, the MCG. Jeez, Melbourne's a good city. Yeah, it is. I, you said you weren't happy with some of the... Uh, you maybe scammed out a little bit of money by the feed me menus around town. Yeah, that's maybe a story for another time, but <laughs> gee, they can stitch you. I think COVID and now the, the kitchens around Melbourne, even in Perth, they might be doing it, but gee, they... 
they whack you along the way, but that's a first world problem, Scoey. Uh, yeah, correct. We've got many of those here on this show. Don't worry about that. Um, let's get into a bit more sporting action. Um, I don't know. I'm, this is a question without notice. Journalist Grant um, Wall dying in, in Qatar. I, you saw, it, I saw it in the press box, apparently. Now, yeah. I, I'm guessing it was a heart attack. It's a 48 year old. Well, I guess the controversy has been his, his sibling, his brother's. He was quite quite strong on on human rights issues. Uh, he's an American journalist, um, quite well known, and his brother has has come out saying suggesting, yeah, yeah, not suggesting. He's he's saying there's more to this than just you know a, a freak accident. He feels like he's been taken out basically. Okay, now I'm not across yep. the, the the specifics here. Did he? Pass away, sort of on the it, spot. Yeah, in the it press was box. quite sudden. Press box, um, no, no health issues prior. Um, yeah, there, it was. Yeah, so there's some suspects. Stuff but, happening but if, you, there. if you were at, just forget the Qatar, mm. human, you'd be thinking heart attack. Yeah, you would. Most, most, albeit at 48. Yeah, it seems seems a bit of a strange one. Scott Boland, three for in a single over. He's, he's not bad, is he? He came into the test match with a, with an average of 9.55. Um, Didn't he walk away with it at 11 or something? <laughs> yeah, he's just going to blow out. The news breaking in the last half an hour is that Josh Hazelwood is out of the Brisbane test match against South Africa. He's got the side strain. Right. And you've got to think that, again, I'll ask Dr Schofield about this, mm. but when it comes to that sort of injury, particularly bowling, I'm not so much footy, I'm not sure whether you ever had a side strain in footy um. or not. Um... No, I don't think it's, I not, it's not a regular footy injury. It's more a fast bowler's injury. Anyway, he's out of the next test and possibly Boxing Day. So we get Boland, knees are bowled well, Starks in the mix. Lance Morris has kept his place in the team or the squad for Brisbane. Not sure he'll play, but gee, it's a great experience for the young man. I would like to get a new nickname than the wild thing. I, 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 that's that's like calling someone the, like the duck. Like, yeah. like Wayne Kerr. You, you can't be taking the wild thing off Sean Tate. Oh, yeah. he, and he was, Sean Tate was just an absolutely loose operator on the field like he he had no control what's he was that quick yeah he could he was bowling full tosses head highs bounces wides yeah 145 i think is generally about the pace that he's looking at here okay so um, he's not quite up to Morris, tape. Like, but, but, tape trust me but 150 plus yeah, yeah so either way it's um yeah but you know what here's the here's the, here's the headline out of the the west indies series which we won to zip is it they're coming back next summer can you believe that what do you mean they come, they're drawn to come back here next summer to play what, more tests. More tests. Mate, it is talk about... How does know, that happen? Um, I, I, I think it is... Are we the number the, one or number two? Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's Australia-South Africa. But I think there is a an obligation to play a certain number of tests during a, a certain cycle. Now, whether that's because COVID prevented us from going to the Windies or vice versa... So, unfortunately, we're going to be put Jeez. through uh, the West Indies. And bear in mind, we <laughs> were put excited. through the West Indies before you were probably in um, in nappies in the early 80s where West Indies were so strong and yes. we were, you know, not bad, but we weren't up to them. And they used to come every summer. And the poor Australian batsmen, they used to just cop it in the, the arm and the head like that was the full So you're saying it's about, about time to return the favour? It is to return the favour. But don't, you know what? We you don't enjoy it. it. No, we want we're, gonna, we're on a contest and we'll get there from South, from South Africa beginning this Saturday. All right, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shoulder Sportcast. Uh, we're going to get into a bit more of the fixture, I think, Skeeter. So we went through Frio a little bit. I think they're going to be 6 and nil, um off the top. On <laughs> They'd be, Anyone from Frio hear this, they're going, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Been playing footy. Flagman. Said one week at a time for 15 years in his career, and then suddenly he's saying, they're serious, 6 and zip. They will be 6 <laughs> and 0, mate. You watch. You mark my words here on the Shoulder Footycast. Um uh, West Coast fixtures are out as well. So they 
they've got a bit of an easier draw. So how the how the draw actually works is they they break them into into ranks and they break them up into sixes basically, um, and and the bottom six from last year are meant to get the easier side of the draw. But again, that's only dictated by last year's results. So um, West Coast start with uh, their first four, uh, St Kilda. No, no, no. West no. Coast have got a first up game against North Melbourne at Marvel. Yes. So that's oh. right. They're both playing away. They've got old mate playing here, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And you've got the Giants and right. the Derby. Yeah. Now, this is my thing, thinking. You're saying they're going to be six and zip free, which is probably logical. I think West Coast, you have your look at first eight. Say I think they can be two and, North Melbourne and, two and one. Yep. I think they can get both of those. Yep. Um, after that, they've got Melbourne. The next three here Melbourne tough, Geelong tough, and. Port Adelaide away, difficult. So first three, I think they can win their, their two out of the three, and possibly three. It's a derby. But the next three are going to be pretty tough. What do you think about this? I said this by myself on Thursday's show, so I thought I'd say it in front of you. And I'm pretty sure I gave you a shout-out. I said Skeet would have my head for this. West Coast will beat Geelong, round five, Adelaide Oval. They get a Geelong side that loves playing at home. West Coast love playing Adelaide Oval. It is their favourite yeah. away. I just think if West Coast can get a few things right in the off-season, um, go in injury-free, start well, maybe win a few games at the start of the year, I think they could knock Geelong off in round five. Mate, not just that. I, no, I totally agree. I, I've got no question that, that the doomsays about the Eagles, Yeah, you're right, as long as they can stay healthy, uh, the older blokes, and obviously get some continuity into their footy early, you know, I, I've got them... I'm not saying they're going to do a Collingwood of, of this year, but I've got them rising reasonably I've got them playing rapidly. finals. Stop, yeah. stop beating around the bush. I, no, they, I think they'll play finals. I think they can sneak into that 8th, ninth, 10th position. I think that, that's real, That's realistic if things go well for I them. I think it'll be 6th, 7th or 8th for West Coast. As high as 6th? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Oh, look, I'm, normally I'd say, Scully, you, you, yeah, you're on Mars. I, I, I can see a bounce back factor just by virtue of the draw and the, the list if they're healthy. And hopefully a couple of these draftees, you never know. Yeah, uh, again, speaking to myself, uh, my, my own rambling Thursday, Jai Cully, um, I've heard a lot of people speak about him as a top 15 draft pick this year if he didn't go in the mid-season draft. So they've effectively added three top 15 guys. Um, I actually uh, saw, I won't say who because people like, I saw I saw one of them uh, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Big unit for for what's I, I just he he looked like a twenty two year old, one of the kids that they've drafted. I ran into him. He's a he, I felt like he was a like ready to play AFL. He was a you big fella. Mm. He's a midfielder. Jai Cully's the same. And they he's need tall. a midfielder. They need a mid. Well, they they've, they've got him, and I, I think West Coast with those. But then you get Oscar Allen back, Jack Darling playing in behind a good forward, not just by himself. He needs another. He needs yep. a pairing, right? He need, he needs someone. Uh, and then you get Jeremy McGovern. Didn't play a lot. Didn't play a lot of footy. So Jeremy McGovern. People we spoke to him on back chat yesterday. One of the best defenders in the league. They don't they don't have him for a lot. And Oscar Allen was meant to be the the jump up guy from last year. Elliot Yo in the midfield. I think they could improve significantly, and 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 I think six is is probably reasonable. Six is a, is a big call, but you know what? I I do. I'm on the same train. I think they can they can really. I'm just trying to have a look at their, their draw. I think they can set their season up um, as as you have to do. I think, Scott, as you said, if you, if you can if you can be ahead of the ledger early, it it just it, there's the momentum with there's with some footy. really crazy stats about the first two games. Really, like if you if you lose your first two games. Um, it's it's there's a high percentage of teams that don't make finals. No. Now that might seem logical, right? Well, but 
but you could lose them to anyone, right? And on, on the flip side, if you win your first two, uh, a high percentage of teams will make finals. So you've got to start well. And that, for me, isn't about the skill. It's about the mentality. If you've spent a whole pre-season, whole off-season, everyone's talking about West Coast injuries, everyone's talking about what's going to happen, are they a chance? They come out and they start zero and two. Within the group, no matter how hard you've worked, you think, well, what the fuck have we, what have we, what have we been doing? Has yeah. it been worth it? Yeah. Flip side, two and zero, right, we're a new team. We're, we're on this year. So it'll be it'll be you know very big North Melbourne GWS. It's a good start for both West Australian sides. Absolutely, and just going back to this year, you go to the game against the Gold Coast Suns, and you know you, they're a competitive side, but you get beaten by four or five goals by them as as a, as a West yep. Coast player, and I can't even remember who they played round two, but you go to yourself. It, it, you're right. It, if you can get away to a decent start, and again, there's so much unpredictability in this game that, but I, I I'm on your corner in your corner. I think that the the Dockers have a, a real window for themselves to be top four given the start they can have yes. and the Eagles um, I just think they might surprise particularly a couple people said they you know, three or four years you know down the bottom four I cannot see that happening on the back of the fixturing well there's a there's a ranking on hardest to easiest right so the hardest um, as in who they're playing Sydney Swans have got the hardest draw so I, if I was doing my top eight picks right now I'd have them quite a way down the, the top eight if not out of finals so from grand finals to yeah. missing the eight, I just it's just a really dangerous year for them. They're they're young side, perform really well, got to the grand final, failed, and and then and, I get the feeling you're talking from experience. Absolutely, here. yep, failed. Uh, it'd be running. Through. They'd want to get better, and I don't think they do. They don't need to get that much better. They they just they just didn't play a good game on grand final day. So it'll be it'll be about the coaching staff and what they can provide them. But I don't think it helps from having the hardest draw. Western Bulldogs are the second hardest, so. Uh, they may struggle. Collingwood, interestingly, has the third hardest. Geelong, Frio, Port Adelaide, that's the sort of top five hardest. So Frio fans, that's not the best result for you. A couple in the middle of the pack that I'm interested in that I I think could really be jumpers are Richmond and Melbourne. Melbourne go out in straight sets last year and they'll be really disappointed. And I think people sort of forgot how dominant they were the year before in that COVID season. Richmond and Melbourne are 10th and 11th hardest. They're sort of in the middle of the range, got a pretty easy draw. The hard thing is with Richmond, and Melbourne's obviously tasted success as well, but Richmond, having had you know the bulk of their group, have been to the mountain a few times, but they've done the Taranto, the Hopper, the yeah. recruitment has been really good. So good point. It's a, it's a, they're a fascinating team because we know they're best. I mean, yes. no one wanted to... Well, we saw with the Brisbane Lions, they needed a bit of luck on yes. their side to get across the line, but... No one wants to play Richmond when they're they're up and about. So that's and the, the one that we that catches my eye is Carlton. Despite yes. that five, so I that's mean, the fifth easiest schedule Carlton have. Yeah, I, I look. I, I can't see them getting worse. I think they've got uh, certainly some some players there that can build on what they did this year. No, so I, I'd be buoyant if I if I was a blue supporter. Essendon, North Melbourne, West Coast. They're the three easiest. Now on that list, I want you to take. And we're not going to have it in front of you, but if you can think back, two that will come out of the finals and two will jump up. So Carlton didn't make finals last year. Um, uh, Port Adelaide didn't make finals last year. Uh, who who would be two sides that drop out of the eight? Because every year that happens, yep. no matter what. Yeah, well, I think the two that can jump in. Yes. Um, well, so I think I think Port Adelaide have a 
Yes. I mean, that was, well, that, you talk about the zero and two theory. That was zero and five. Yeah. And we sort of debated that. And they look, that was just a, a shocker. I think Adelaide got them after the final siren in a, in a showdown. Um, who drops out of that? Wow, I, that's a tough call. You, well, you're I, saying Sydney. I, I think Carlton um, come up, and I think West Coast come up. They're the two sides I'm picking. And who drop out? Well, uh, you said Sydney. The Western Bulldogs and Sydney drop out. Wow. It's tough. I mean, yep. You look at those, those clubs there and you go... Geelong can't miss the eight, can they? Geelong, oh, they'll win the flag, so no. They won't be winning the flag. They'll, they'll win the flag. That's they'll, my flag pick. They won't be going back-to-back. Back. Who's going to win it then? Well, I'm just telling you, in December, <laughs> 10 months, oh, they're not winning the flag. Oh, I can't. I just can't. I can't okay. wait for them. I can't wait to play this back to you. I just can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Geelong will not be going back-to-back. Back. Say it again. How many clubs go? They, they can't even go back-to-back. Back. When's the last time they've gone back-to-back? Back? <laughs> even in their halcyon years. Okay. Um, we'll see, I'm trying to find two two clubs that miss out. I mean, Brisbane are only going to get better. Uh, you think Fremantle are going to be about eight and zip by the time they have a loss. Collingwood, you can't have not have them there. Gee whiz, it, that is a very good question. I, I'm thinking, oh, I hate to agree with you, but I can't see I can't see a Carlton or Port Adelaide not improving. I don't um, think Port will make finals, just for a... You don't think Port? No. Okay, that's that, fine. That can be yours, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Port as one. But finding two to drop out, it is hard. Yep, hard, but it'll happen. So that's the interesting yeah. thing about these fixtures is hardest, easiest, that's how it rolls. It's going to be a good year. I think West Coast and Freo should be both happy with the fixtures. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, we're going to talk cricket just after this. All right, so we had a little bit of a touch on the West Indies. Yes, they get done. Um, Adelaide Oval, it was the day-night pink uh, pink ball test. Travis Head gets player of the match. Labashane gets player of the series, if I said that right. Don't no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm smiling okay. because you mentioned Travis Head, and yes. I, was, I was just thinking of, I'm not sure when you saw him, I was uh, sitting in my Melbourne hotel room and watched, uh, which my wife was just wrapped with, I was sitting there watching, <laughs> we've got, we're staying at Crown Metropole, beautiful day, so I said, I'm just going to watch a bit of cricket, she goes, well, aren't you just a ball of funny oh old bastard? Oh my God. <laughs> watching the cricket, well, I, you know, I had a big flight across, um, and Travis Head gets run out by Cam Green, oh. and I saw, do you see him walk off? No, I did later on. Anyway. You know was, when you're dirty with a teammate, and he was, was dirty. With, was he? Well, he was at, at the time. Yeah. Had two hundred just staring him in the face, oh. and uh, Greeny. Look, I'm not sure whose fault it was. I think they were both ball watching a bit, but anyway, Travis Head wasn't. To, he raised his bat. You know, like, it was like he got out for fifty three. Just raised the bat, little one, and and you could tell. He, <laughs> it, it, I know he would have got to the room and thrown his bat into his uh, coffin with a bit of uh, angst. But yeah, Labuschagne, great series from here. Nathan Lyon. Gee whiz, he's... I feel like he's been playing for a long time. He has. But and not like just taking wickets all the time. He's going up and up the ladder of, of, of best mm. ever bowlers in terms of wickets claims. So, um, outstanding. Look, the Australian team's in, in good shape. But again, they're playing against a side that's yeah. just not doing much. So I'll get a lot better test against South Africa. Um, that, got, that's got to be exciting, doesn't it? A South African test series. Yeah, I mean, it is. I think it is, yeah. I think so. They're a good side. I just think Cricket Australia at the moment, Mike Baird's coming on board. Uh, even if we're going off, off subject here, but... Uh, on the weekend, of course, there was claims by, or just before the weekend, James Erskine, the, the manager of Dave Warner. That yeah, how have you seen all that? Oh, it's ugly. It's messy. Um, and I, look, I, I'm a, I'm not a Dave Warner fan, but I feel incredibly sorry for the fact that he is the only bloke. Um, you know, Smith and Bancroft were banned, but he's the bloke that's really worn the can for for Sandpaper Gate. And I have no doubt that the bowlers. Um, more people knew about this than, than has actually been expressed oh, yeah. publicly. And the fact that there's allegations now that Cricket Australia um, 
demanded the Australians do whatever it took in that in in, in, in broadly speaking to, to get a result, which obviously James Erskine alluded to that look they got endorsed or, or pushed to to, yeah. to to push the envelope. Um, yeah, cricket Australia don't come out of this smelling all that rosy. The, the from a player players played elite sport and when things happen in teams, whether they're off field, on field. Now this is an on field incident. I would say ninety percent of the playing group knows what's going on. Whether or not it gets out into the media is another thing. But the the players the players know on field stuff like this. If if something happens, if if there's an altercation with two players, if there's a if there's you know I've, yeah. I've never seen cheating at AFL level, but I'm I'm just trying to think of examples when things happen on the field. Players know that's that's what that's yeah. what we do. That's what players do. They they they're playing the game. So you come off the field and you talk about it like. Mm. And and vice versa. If something's happening, oh, example, sort of Port Adelaide, um, they they do the uh, holding uh, never tear us apart, and we we as a as a as a playing group said let's not start the game when that when the never tear us apart finishes. So we would go and stand down in the far pocket at Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval, and delay the game. So they'd do their big never tear us apart. They'd get ready. They'd do a big cheer, and we still wouldn't be out of the huddle. And then we'd walk out really slowly. So the oxygen out of the yeah. whole thing was just, yeah. just deflated. So I guess that's sort of like an example. Of, and every player, of course, every player knew. So there's there's things that happen on the field that it, you'd be, the, the, mate. The, the the bowlers are touching the ball. What yeah, do you think? Uh, of course. And look, I, th- I just uh, going back uh, with Warner not challenging his leadership ban uh, because it brings up another investigation into the ball tampering. Fair enough. Uh, Fair what, enough by him. Oh yeah, no, I, I support. Look, I, I didn't think twelve months was. I thought twelve months was way over the odds, given mm. the ICC. I've said this many times, but I feel I feel sorry for David Warner that uh, he's been put down now as being out of contention to be a leader uh, in Australian cricket. Um, I think forgiveness. I mean, we all deserve a second opportunity, and even if he was a major part of it, yeah. Considering what the ICC gave them, I, I think David Warner has every right to be a bit peeved. Michael Clark was pretty strong in his comments over the weekend. I don't yeah, know I saw, if you saw them. Yeah, saw a little bit of that. He, he pretty much was, was saying that Cricket Australia absolutely butchering it. They can't sweep it under the rug anymore. We need to actually see what's going on, which is what I've been banging on about. There, there seems to be no, um, there seems to be a veil but, but, and, and no public um, uh, involvement in what's, which, which, is, which is okay as I speak. You know, of course, they're going to have things internally, but. There's been no look. This is what's happened. This is how we dealt with it. This is why we dealt with it. This is the exact process that we followed. There hasn't been that, has it? It's no. just uh, players are banned. Don't cheat. See you later. So, I mean, the prime Get, minister came into Malcolm Turnbull at the time. It was like it was a real Muppet. pile on. It was an absolute pile on. And and Malcolm cricket Australia. Turnbull, if you put seriously. that into context, you put the Justin Langer the way they handled a six month contract. Seriously, Nick Hockley and his crew just sack him. Yeah. Just sack the bloke. And then Tim Payne. The, the sexting incident, which you know was dealt with, by the way, yes. many years before it came to to light, yes. and they cleared him of. Uh, when I say cleared him, he was allowed to continue as soon as it got out. They absolutely tortured him. So, Cricket Australia, they have their reputation is is very rocky at the dismal. moment. It's dismal. You're right, and you know we can have a crack at the AFL and the NRL, but compared to Cricket Australia and what's happened on that basis, that there's, there's some real work to be done on fixing the image. Of, uh, of cricket because we love the game and I think the Australian team has been burdened with some of the not the hate but the, some of the the lack of love that mm. the cricket Australia is sort of uh, has engendered by 
um, the stuff that they've done and that the players are wearing a bit of the brunt of that, I yep, think. I agree. Well said, mate. Uh, let's get out of cricket because I'm a little bit sick of it at the moment. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, the big round ball. Can I, can I say one quick cricket yeah, line? Yeah. No, I'm enjoying you talking about it. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm the one of the guys that's on, I just think it's on the nose. And I'm, I think we've got to be honest and acknowledge Australia's women's team for the first time this year yep. has been beaten in a match. All formats. <laughs> haven't been beaten at all. Beaten in a super over T20 against India. They made 187, one for 187. Wow. Uh, the girls got rolled, but uh, Beth Mooney outstanding, 82. Uh, they're a super side, so the men and the women going really well, but I think we, we should just uh, pay homage to like the that. year that the women have had. That's amazing. Well done, girls. Uh, World Cup quarterfinals, soccer, let's get into it. Croatia defeat Brazil. Um, that goes to penalties. It's one all. That Both the scores are in, uh, in overtime. It goes uh, 4-2 in penalties. So Croatia... Um, they're an incredible side. So, so in the three times Croatia progressed past the group stage, which is before they get into any sort of finals, they've reached the final each time. Yeah. So, like, like they, they 2018 finalists, um, they seem to find a way to to get it done. And, and penalties, and we've seen it sort of a bit of that over the course of the weekend, didn't we? Um, I'm trying to think of any other sport where I, I know even in golf, if you're putting for a major tournament, it's on your back, and that's yeah. not no one else. Dom Sheed, yes. arguably, or a big kick on the siren in a big game. You've got a team and a and a, and a bevy of fans behind you. Such a close skill. Yeah. But if you are at the penalty spot or the keeper, yeah. and you don't perfect or, or execute as Harry Kane and others over the weekend didn't, that is something that you, the team, and a nation. It's it's an amazing pressure that I I don't think you can understand. I don't know if you've seen that documentary about the Buffalo Bills, the, the four four, four fours. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it, and you know, so Scotty, that's, that's, um, the the kicker, the punter. Yeah, and, and he he thirty years on, he can't speak about it without crying. Yeah, and it was he missed by I reckon a, a, a meter less than. So, so for those that aren't NFL fans, basically Buffalo were the best side for um, half a decade. They were just. They made four Super Bowls in a row. They were like, did I say it? They were like Geelong yes. of that 89 to 95 era. They lost, they lost every one of them, and a mm. couple of them were due to this kicker. And, I mean, it was just a close skill error, a mistake, but he wore that for the rest of his life. So there'll be players in this because of the penalties involved. So Brazil, Neymar's goal in the Brazilian game was one of the best I've ever seen. I saw it live. I was absolutely blowing up on the couch. Ski was a bit late. <laughs> I thought <he> was- <laughs> Argentina <laughs> defeat Netherlands, uh, two all. Now, Argentina was sitting pretty, um, uh, two two goals to nil, and then Netherlands brought on... Bang, bang. Yeah, they were... Weg Horst came on, big big striker came on, <laughs> just whacked a couple through. Yeah, so two hours. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two all, and then they went to penalties again. And I'm watching... Now I'm going, this is my romantic weekend in Melbourne. And I get up at 6.30 or whatever time it is, and I'm watching the penalties in bed... It was great, Argentina Netherlands. That was that's that again was a, an extraordinary finish. The interesting one with this one. It was the game uh, most cards in World Cup history. There was yeah, fifteen right. yellow cards. It was a big dust up. One of the uh, Argentinians kicked uh, like torped the ball into the Netherlands bench. There was words between uh, Van Gaal, who's the coach of Netherlands, and Messi before the game, um, and then. Afterwards, Messi was sledging not only the coach, he was sledging his game plan. Uh, he was teeing off at the ref. They were really unhappy with the referee, Argentina. Basically, they were 2-0 up and they felt like he just started awarding free kicks to Netherlands to, okay. to try and get him back into the game. Um, so Messi came out and said that that referee should never umpire another game in, in World Cup. Um, and then when the penalties happened, and there's this beautiful photo, and 
uh, it's the Argentinians just absolutely celebrating when they're running it off to the Netherlands. But I watched the vision there. Um, ten of the uh, nine of the players run to the goal kicker. Is uh, run to one side. The only bloke to run to the goalkeeper who actually saved three of the the penalties. Who so, won so the, running to the opposition goalkeeper? No, or no, his own goalkeeper. His own goalkeeper, Lionel Messi. So he split off from the rest of them. Their goalkeeper had gone to the other side, and he would be sort of broken down how happy he was. Lionel Messi understood yeah, you know, the significance. Yeah, correct. Because you, you think about each player one-on-one with a goalie, but the goalie's there every time, right? So. And, and what I love with the – just in brief, the yeah. penalties is the mind games that the keeper plays. You walk out to the spot and he'll sort of stand – like that, that yeah. really try and get into the head of the of – the, the spot kicker with that uh, with with Redmayne to get us into the World Cup. There's a, there's a real art and there's a lot of things you can do. You can get up in their face. You can give them the ball. You can delay it. You can you know step off your line. You can dance with around. The rules, I was I'm led to believe with the rules. Which Corny was here to help us out. Yes, a keeper. There is there is you're not allowed to move off your line. Yeah, you can't come off the horizontal line before they for, kick. Before they kick. But yeah. there's gee, there's some movement prior to that. And and, and then and then the the striker. You see some of them do jittery run-ups. Basically, you you can't stop start, but you can as long as it's one motion. Like mm-hmm. so, sometimes they come in really hot and heavy, and then, and then they stop. stop, but then kick. Like it's it's got to be one motion. You can't go fast, stop, slow, fast. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> I tell you what, they and I saw a couple of them butcher it when when they do that sort of stuttery uh, Josh Kennedy type run-up, yes. and then. You butcher the. It does look worse, doesn't it? At least if you have a smooth run and like Harry Kane put it two meters over the top of the net. Oh, that was the next oh, one, mate. Wow, two one England. I don't think there's been a more English thing than they're the, they're the they're the side that's gone out most in the quarterfinals. The seventh time they've done that. The most anyone has ever done that. Two uh, one. They 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 start poorly. Uh, French score one nil. Seventeenth minute. Uh, it goes one all uh, penalty. Harry Kane kicks yep. a penalty, uh, and then Giroud, the um, highest scorer for the French Ever. in history, mm. scores to put them two one in front. Harry Kane. Then there's another penalty. Has a chance to equalise them at two all and butchers it like absolutely pumps it over the bar. Have you seen? Uh, there's a there's a viral video that was in an ad during the year with Johnny Wilkinson. You remember Johnny Wilkinson? Mate, he broke Australian hearts. Right. So it's Johnny Wilkinson. He looks quite aged in this video. I reckon some people don't know who it is, but it's Johnny Wilkinson. And he's teaching Harry Kane how to kick a penalty. And as a bit of a gag, I don't know actually who the ad's for. Harry Kane puts one in bottom corner first up, and Johnny Wilkinson comes over and goes, no, 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 no. We don't do it like that, mate. This is how you do it. And he tees up the soccer ball, and he torps it over the top of the net. And he goes, that's how you do it. Harry Kane's looking at him going, what do you mean? That's how you do it. And he's like, mate, that's how you win World Cups for England, right? And so Harry Kane comes back, tees it up, torps it over the back of the net, and they shake. Look, I'll show you. Right here. And so this is what's – Art is imitating life now. That is right. So he puts – that's Johnny Wilkinson put it over the top, and he goes, there you go, Harry. That's how you do it. That's how you win at World Cups for England. Harry Kane comes back, torps it over the top. They shake hands, slap up, and have a laugh. So this was done four months ago. And this happens four months later, essentially. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, this has aged absolutely beautifully. Oh, wow. Um, so that, that happens, right? So France go through. Morocco defeat Portugal. Wow. That is a huge story. The first African nation to yep. get to the last four. And you know what it does? Even, you know, we're sort of, we cling to it a bit here, but 
It gives Australia a thing. Well, you know, down yep. the track, you know, who knows? I'll be gone probably. You might be still having a crack at <laughs> oh. life, but we might. The Socceroos <laughs> might do we, something in the yeah, next shelters uh, I get through. couple of decades. But that's that's great for Morocco. They'll get rolled, I reckon. Uh, I, I, I don't know, <laughs> Skeeter. You'll like this. I know you like a little flutter. Morocco have been um, have held their opposition scoreless in their last five games. Defence does well. The sixth game, the one before that, they had one scored against them, and it was an own goal. So no one has scored against them in six games. So uh, basically they park the bus. Best, so yeah. Hope, hope for the best. Bit of counter. Take it to penalties. If they can score, then it's pretty much all over. So I, I, I would just – that's what the that's what is – I keep banging on about. That's what's good about soccer. People that don't like soccer, not enough happens – you only need one moment. That's yep. why it's exciting because you could be getting smashed the whole game. But if you can defend well and just take one moment, one you can be a friend. So, look, I'm not saying they're going to win, but they do. That's how they it's, would it's, win. It's a romance story yep. of the tournament, isn't it? And then Croatia, Argentina. It's going to be a really tight game. Um, Croatia, of course, uh, runners up last year, twenty uh, last time around, 2018. Um, they beat Argentina in 2018. So. Uh, that'll be an interesting game. So Argentina, Croatia, Wednesday, 3 a.m. West Australian time. And France, Morocco, Thursday, 3 a.m. West Australian time, leading into the World Cup 11 Sunday. 11 p.m. Sunday, which yeah, is good. It's good because I've got uh, me Sim- up. Simon Beaumont's uh, been on the, 60th, on the podcast. 60th birthday at uh, a humble little place called The Shoe. And we might just decide to extend the celebrations and watch uh, 90 minutes of football. Very good. Uh, I'm glad. Were you barrack for Argentina given they knocked us out or not? Yeah, I said that I was. Wasn't. Um, I think I am now because of Messi going to the goalkeeper. I rate that highly. Yep. Like I, I, I rate, and he wasn't giving it to the Netherlands. He saved that for the post-match presser. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go for Argentina. Yes. Yeah. You? Oh, I don't have a. You know, there's no real affiliation, but I, yeah, I'm a bit with you. I, I, I think if given um, Messi's the, the story, if they can win, and he's been lauded in so many areas of his game, but hasn't obviously got the. the the, the the fascination is the Ronaldo who storms off. See you later. See you later. And uh, Messi. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping Argentina, but I'm, I'm actually just hoping for a good final. Very good. Uh, this is our third last show of the year. We're going to do one off the back of the semifinals and then one to wrap up the Super, uh, the Super Bowl, the <laughs> World Cup. Talking about, so who, who's your NFL team? Well, I don't really I keep, who, I keep asking who, you. Whoever I back. Yeah, so, so. To be honest with you, I went and saw San Francisco play a couple of years ago, or three Four years ago it was now because Kaepernick was uh, yes. was quarterback and he took the knee. I don't know how San Fran went today. Oh, they were belting. They okay. were firing against. They they put Tampa Bay to the sword. I'm telling you. Well, so it's probably San Francisco uh, out there in Santa okay. Clara. Well, I'll tell you right now, they got no chance of winning the uh, Super Bowl. My team do, and they lost today. Vikings. Good on you. Uh, Shelter Footycast on Instagram. That's where you can follow us. Send us an email. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us as a podcast. Skate. See you next time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.